Hello, thank you for joining us today for the Harvest Time Church weekly podcast. As you listen today, we pray that you are richly blessed and that the message would guide you deeper into your walk with Jesus and help you to advance his kingdom here on earth. Have a blessed day. And we are glad that you are here. We are glad about what God is doing among us this morning. Who's ready for Thanksgiving? Come on, tur- turkey and ham and dressing and man, HUB almost got me the other day with all those pies. You walked in there, <laughs> pies on everything, thought of making. I said, huh? But my wife was with me and she had the basket, so she don't let me put stuff in the basket when she's with me. Amen. So I'm gonna have to go back without her. Come back with some pies. So uh, we are so excited. So we're we're in week three of our giving on purpose series and. Um, last week we talked about giving of our time, about time management, and if you miss that podcast, definitely go back and get a, if you get a chance to listen to it. Um, being a good time manager. Today we're going to look at um, giving of our talents, and then next weekend we're going to look at giving of our treasure. Okay, so we know that giving is something that we have to do on purpose. We're never going to give by accident or accidentally. So it's going to be something that we intentionally do. And um, as, as we look today at giving of our talents, our talents really can be defined as the things that God has graced us with to do exceptionally well. So I think all of us have to identify, realize what that is, and also realize what that is not. Um, in order to thrive in what those things are that God has called us to. So um, also, I share, I've been sharing every week because I want you to remember that we're, that we're going to do this. So the first weekend in December, we're going to take up our Kingdom Builders offering and just want to encourage you to pray about what area to give in and how much to give. So understand we got uh, you know building projects, we got local missions, global missions, and we got future, which focuses on next gen, next generation investing in, in that area. So just pray, be obedient to that, and then we're going to see what God enables us to do this next year uh, through just that generosity. So one thing that we want to do is, is identify the things, when we talk about our talents, identify the things that we have a knack, a knack for doing exceptionally well. What is it that we're good at? What is it that we feel like God has gifted us? Um, also, what is something that I'm passionate about? So the ability to do something really well and a passion to do it. Um, I would probably confidently say that what God has gifted you to do is not what you hate to do, you know, or something that you're not good at. You know, there's times that, you know, I have to do things that I'm not really, really good at. Um, I will do them, but thank God that's not a talent or a gift because I would have a lot of work to do. Um, But we want to identify what is it that the gifts that God has given me, what are the things that he's blessed me with? identifying those things and then paying attention to those things and using those things. So I want to challenge you to commit to giving of your talents for the purpose of blessing God and blessing others. So if you were to today say, you know, I always ask my kids every week, hey, what did I preach on? Man, I almost should make them sit through both services because they're like, well, um, something about, I don't know, giving, giving of what? So if you were to think about everything before I say anything, would be like, figure out what the talents and the gifts that God has given you, identify what those things are and commit to begin to use those to bless God and to be a blessing to others. That's it. 
So I'm going to exaggerate, I'm going to expound on those things a little bit more this morning so that we, it really gets ingrained in why it matters, why it's important. But I, that's what I want you to walk away with. What is my gift? What is my talent? Am I using it? How do I use it? How do I grow it? And understanding that when I use it, it glorifies God and it blesses others. Okay? So honoring God with our talents that he has given us, that's the key. That's, that's the goal. What, are we, what abilities do we have to do things exceptionally well? Um, have you ever had anyone or you've ever told somebody, wow, you really have a gift for that? We identify what that gift is. We see that gift. Um, a lot of times we can see the gift in others quicker than we can see the gift in ourselves. You know, a lot of times people say, man, that's an awesome gift, and we don't see it. Um, I, I was talking to a gentleman this morning. I was talking about an encourager that I met, that uh, just a pastor that has that gift of encouragement. He was encouraging, and every, every time I'm around him, it's just like, man, I want to be around that person. And, you know, and he told me this morning, he said, pastor, you know, you have that gift also. And I'm like, man, I know I encourage, but I don't know if I encourage like that. So even that, like feeling like I'm not seeing the gift that's in me that other people experience sometimes. So we're all guilty of that. Not always seeing that gift in the same light, in the same way. Um, a lot of times we look at somebody else's gift and want that gift, but guess what? That's their gift. That's not your gift. So figuring out how to function, how to thrive, how to use the gift that God has given you for his glory and to bless others is the key component that we want to walk away with. So make the most of your time. Make the most of investing in those talents. Identify what those things are and learn to do them really, really, really well. So when we give our talents and our gifts, understand this, it brings him glory. Jesus' goal was to bring his father glory at all times in everything that he did. In John 17, 4, it says, I have brought you glory on earth by finishing the work that you gave me to do. Now understand, finishing is, is passing the finish line. Now, a lot of us, guess what? We are still on that race. We're not at the end yet. You know, we're not about to be crucified on a cross. Thank you, Jesus. That, uh, that is not our um, thing to walk out. But each of us, nonetheless, have gifts and we have talents that God wants us to use and, and really fulfill all that it is that God has called us to do. So when Jesus finished the work that he was accomplishing to do, God received pleasure. It says he was blessed. It brought the Father, what? Glory. Right? And I think that it does the same thing when we are obedient to what it is that God leads us to. It brings God glory. So what are you doing with your time allotted here on earth? Great question, right? Uh, we talked about time last week, but what are we doing with our time? Are we investing it? I, I would tell you that every good talent or every good gift that most people have and use, and, and it's something that you really, really noticed, most of the time people put in work to get to that level. Now, I'll tell you this morning, every single musician on our platform is a skilled musician. They have practiced uh, days, months, maybe even years to get to the skill level that they're at. Now, if you just said, well, pastor, I think I have a talent for playing guitar and you've never played, you're probably not going to play on a Sunday morning. Okay. <laughs> Uh, it's just probably not going to happen, right? You know, it's going to be something that needs to be, not that you don't have a gift or a talent for it, um, but that talent not invested in sometimes initially does not seem like much. Um, I remember my dad when I was younger, you know, learning to play guitar and singing and all of those things. He would record everything. And it was kind of like a love-hate because if you go back to the beginning, 
you know, my kids are practicing instruments and different things like that. My sister, I remember growing up, used to play the clarinet, which I always used to make fun of her and say, it sounds like a snow goose coming in for a landing. You know, she'd, and it'd get that nice little like, what was that? She's getting better at it, learning how to do those things. But it, time invested in things that we have a talent for, we can get really, really good at what we do to where it is a blessing to God and it is a blessing to others. Um, but we have to put time into it, right? We have to invest time. Think about the things that we've invested in in our lives. Have we gotten better at it? Hopefully. You know, but there are a few things that out of the gate, God has really given us the ability for doing these things well, just a gift, a, a talent that he has given us. So we need to identify those things, know what those are, give those to God so that we can give him glory, invest our time to build those gifts, invest in those gifts. Um, one thing I want to challenge you with, how many of you in the room try to be good at everything? None of y'all? I know some of y'all do because I did that for a long time and I couldn't, I did, I got tired of wasting all the energy. You know what I've realized? There are some things that pastor knows he's just not good at. So what I've done, I don't waste time investing time in those things that I'm not good at. Here's what I challenge you to do. Invest time in the things you are good at. Right? Because we can spend a lifetime. Nobody wants to fail anything. Like think about all of your subjects in school. You know which ones you were good at. You know which ones you were bad at. Right? Now, I was a B average student. Uh, I like to make A's. I didn't overkill over making A's. I would make B's. If I made a C, that wasn't good enough for me personally. So I always made A's. I always made B's. But for, for those of you maybe who are A students and you, 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 know, you want to succeed in everything. Now, some of us are academically challenged and we're not as good as some others. And, you know, there's a lot of variances there. But how many of you know that there's classes we excelled in? There's classes that we were challenged in, and then there's other classes we just thank God that we passed the class and moved on. I remember in college, I took a corporate finance class. I have no clue what that class was about. It was the hardest class I ever took. Walked away with a C, and they gave me a diploma anyway, probably. That's what happened with that. Hardest class I ever took, but it was a challenge. It was difficult. It definitely wasn't in my wheelhouse of gifting and enjoying it and all of these things. If you like corporate finance, great. It wasn't for me. Uh, took math to a whole nother level, okay? Um, just, you know, not understanding it. But focusing on what you're really, really good at, not spending tons of your resources in things that you're not really, really good at. You don't have to be good at everything, but you need to be good at what God has blessed you with. That's the rule. That's the plans. Because guess what? If we are all thriving in the talents that God has given us, your talent might be my weakness. And, you know, my talent might be your weakness. And we balance each other out. Right? It's just that if we all excel in those talents that he has given us, we all benefit. And, you know, um, different people have different gift, giftings. Uh, can you imagine if a baseball team recruited nothing but people that could bunt really well? That'd be a boring game, right? You'd be like, oh, what they're going to do? They're going to bunt again because that's all these guys do. Now, how many of you know knowing how to bunt well occasionally is a good thing to have on the team? But if we're all bunters, I don't know if you'd sell any tickets to get to those games. You'd be like, I know what these guys are going to do. Can you imagine winning the World Series with a team full of bunters? It doesn't happen, okay? Uh, that, that's not how you stack your team. But we need a bunter, but we need home run hitters. We need single base hitters. We need all of these gifts and all of these strengths and all of these talents that God has given us. We need to excel in those things because guess what? When we come together as a team, guess what? Now we win. 
because I have what you need, but you have what I need. And God has given us these gifts. He's diversified them throughout the church to accomplish his purpose through us. You know, I think God is really, really intentional about not giving you every single gift. Because if he gave you every single gift, you could do it by yourself. And you wouldn't need anybody. But what he's done, he has limited you in your gifting and in your talents because he wants you to come alongside other people, a.k.a. the church, so that we as the body of Christ can accomplish bringing him glory, excelling in these talents, and, and really bring him pleasure in all of the things that we do in and through us. Amen? I'm glad people's strengths are my weaknesses. You know, we look at church staff and all those things like, what am I going to hire something I'm horrible at? I don't need to hire somebody to, to do something that I'm really good at, but getting help around me in areas is like, man, like, that's up to me. That's going to struggle. Okay. So um, how many of you, when you were growing up or as a parent, you remember your kids telling you, hey, mom and dad, watch this, right? Your kids would do something. They would work. You know, I remember as a child always showing off and trying to, trying to my, my latest, greatest accomplishment in my own mind, maybe it was dancing, tumbling, singing, drawing, good grace, whatever we thought was cool at the time, we always wanted our parents to see it. Um, now, it wasn't always cool and really all that impressive. It could be, you know, uh, armpit farts or tricks or things, tricks with your tongue. But you think it's the coolest, hey, mom, watch this. And you think it's a talent. Well, hopefully you're not excelling, which nowadays anybody can be a hero and succeed at everything. But, um, you know, Grace the other day, she was doing something with her tongue. And, and I can fold my tongue like in a U shape, but she did this weird thing like made a W. And I looked at her, I said, hey, how did you learn this? Goes, well, I don't know. I just kind of did this and bit my tongue this way. And it's like, that's not normal. Like, I mean, that's just not like what, but it's a talent nonetheless, right? That she can do those things. And, you know, but all of these things, some things I can do that you can't do and you can do that I can't do. But it's really like realizing that when we are operating in our talent, whatever it may be, do you understand God could sit around and watch us all day? When we're thriving in what he's created us to do and we're bringing him pleasure. And, you know, how many of you as, as a kid, when you did something and your kid and your parents wanted you to show off to their friends? Hey, show them again, do that thing. And it's like, all right. And you would do it, you know, but it brought our parents pleasure to see us doing what we were doing. It's the same way with God. When he sees those talents and he sees those giftings and he says, look, I've given them the ability to do that and to do it exceptionally well. And it brings the Father glory. He is proud of us. And, and I think our heart should be that we really want to show God those cool talents and those things that we grow in. Um, you know, that we're trying to please the Father and we're realizing that the Father is pleased in, in doing those things. But I, I want you to hear me loud and clear this morning. We all have talents, every single one of us in this room. We each have a talent. Some of us have possibly been given more than one talent. Maybe it's a handful of things. Maybe it's two or three things. You know, like I, like I said, today, if you're like, I'm good at everything, you need to chill that out because you're wasting too much time and stress trying to be good at everything. Identify just a few things, excel in that. And, you know, just allow the other people who that it really is their gifting um, to excel in that. Romans 12, 6, it says, we have different gifts according to the grace given to each of us. And that was a passage we shared in this, la in this last series, but it talks about prophesying, serving, teaching, encouraging, giving, leading, leading, and showing mercy. So whatever your gift is, it, it says, you know, do use those gifts according to the grace given to you. 
So when we receive the gift and we give the gift by practicing and utilizing that gift, it blesses others, brings glory to the Father. So when we talk about our, our talents or our gifts, we have to understand that our talents will often be found in the design of what we've been built to do. Now think about this just for a moment. Now, if I were to pour all of this water out of here, most of us could figure out that this is designed to what? Hold liquid, right? I mean, we might, it's, I'm not going to put an apple in here. You got that, right? You're like, that's definitely not what it's for. But we understand that when we see the design, we discover the destiny. Can you imagine if you were like, oh, I'm a water bottle, but I sure would like to hold an apple like a platter, right? Let's use a water bottle on a platter. Well, I sure would like to be a platter and just, but there's no way for, you can't really fulfill what it is that you're supposed to do because wrong design, wrong purpose. But, I could be really bummed out. Well, I'm a platter, but I'd really love to hold water. Like we, but that's kind of how it is sometimes. We want to be what maybe we're seeing, but we have to identify what we are. And what we are by design de really determines our destiny and our purpose for which we've been built. Right? So just in common sense that we realize this, you know, perhaps without any instruction, we could figure out that that is to hold water. When we start looking at your talent or what we're good at, we can hopefully identify what God has built you for. Okay? It's usually not that hard. Most of the time, other people can figure it out before we do. But uh, that design always illuminates destiny. Destiny uh, or design reveals the destiny. It doesn't matter how you see yourself, but it is important to see how God sees you. Okay? And then ask other people. Ask close, trusted friends. Like your real, real good friends, they'll tell you if you're doing something you're not gifted to do. They're not just going to puff you and be like, oh, that was awesome, and it's horrible, right? You want real friends in your life, right? Be like, man, you can't sing, bro. Like, go to the back row. Mike's will pick you up in that front row, bro. Like, you know, like, uh, it can be anything, but could, you know, but I think our real friends are going to say, hey, like, ah, uh, how'd I do, mom? Baby, we, we, we might want to try a different sport. Like, you know, that's, that's kind of how it's like. We want to make sure we identify those talents and those gifts and those strengths and, and uh, thrive in what we're gifted to. But um, you have to look at your design and that, that design will really drive the destiny of what you've been called and built um, to do. Now, this next passage of passages from Scripture we're going to share, you have to understand this passage is how God sees you, non-negotiable. 1 Peter 2, 9 and, and 10, and we're going to use this for the rest of our conversation this morning. But it says, but you, point to yourself real quick, just so you remind yourself, this is talking about you. But you are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's special possession, that you may declare the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his wonderful light. Verse 10, once you were not a people, but now you are a people of God. Once you had not received mercy, but now you have received mercy. The New Living Translation says, once you had no identity as a people, but now you are God's people. So we have to understand, when we come into the family of God, when we, when we, when we receive Jesus as our Lord and Savior, our purposes change. Our focus and our attention should change, okay? Um, and he calls us by a new name. He gives us a new identity. And, and I would challenge you that if you don't have a relationship with the Lord and you are trying to figure out your purpose, you will always be confused into what that is. Because your purpose doesn't make sense absent from God. Your purpose actually is clarified and understood in a right relationship with God. And it's in that right relationship because I've seen people doing great things, but it never makes sense because there's this void. There's this part missing 
between design and designer, between God and his created. And once those are connected, then the reality of what he's called us to, what he's built us and formed and fashioned us to, all of a sudden the light bulb turns on and it begins to make sense. But what is the first thing he calls us? So these are four reminders when using your talent. Number one, he says that you are chosen. Now, I love this mindset of thinking, I have been chosen by God. Have you ever been chosen on a, on a, on a kickball team and you got picked for the team you know ain't going to win? Or maybe you were the last kid to get picked and then it's even worse. And you're like, ah, like, you know, I got picked for the wrong team and I got picked last. Right? Double dooming, right? You're like, man, this is horrible. But understand this. When we get picked for God's team, we get picked for the winning team. I'm like, have you ever been picked for the right team? Like, yeah, we're going to win. Look at this. We're stacked up. You know, you're excited, you know, because you look at the team around you, but God's team always wins. But being chosen by God, being picked by God, that he wanted you on his team because he sees something in us that we don't see of how we can contribute to his big kingdom work. Right? We all have something to offer. We all have something to contribute. And God chooses us. He chose each of us to be the recipient of those gifts. Right? I know it's getting close to Christmas time and sometimes it's a challenge to find the right gift for the right person. And, you know, how many of you uh, always just say sometimes you just buy a gift because you bought a gift, but it, it ain't really a good gift. You ever got one of those? You're like, hey, thanks. <laughs> it's like just a, it's a courtesy gift is what it is. Like no intentional thought. Like it does, you're like, great. You know, um, I won't tell you some stories about some gifts I got, but uh, <laughs> But it's just like, hey, you just did it out of... When God gives us a gift, he thinks about us. He knows what, what we want. He knows what we need. And he gives accordingly. He's a great gift giver, right? He gives the specific gift to exactly what we need. And it's going to be something we enjoy. It's going to be something that's going to bless others. And guess what? When we use that gift that he's given us, guess what? It glorifies the Father. But he's chosen us. He's given us those gifts on purpose. He didn't mess up. He didn't jip you a gift. He gave you the right gift. Quit looking at what the other person's opening and open the gift that's in your hands already. I think we're guilty of that. I'm like, man, that's sure cool. I sure would like one of those. You ain't even opened your gift. Guys are sitting there coveting the other person's gift, right? Um, so what is it that God has placed in your hands? You know, when God chooses us, it, it really builds a place of honor and joy. You know, like think about getting picked on God. He's like, man, yeah, that dude picked me wanted me on his team. You know, I just think about that and that he chose each of us. He chose us even when we didn't choose him. He always chose us. Um, you know, being chosen, it releases a measure of humility in my heart. When I think about God, you want to, you want me to do what? And you've gifted me with, with what to do how, and how are we going to do that? So I think it, it's, it's always a humbling reminder to realize when God calls us to do things that are of utmost importance. You know, in my office before I leave, and then there we have one upstairs. There's a, little, there's a little picture on the wall, but it says, It is a privilege to be on this stage. Thank you, God, for choosing me. I think about all the time that I'm up here, and it's like, man, all these people listening to me, and God's using, he picked me to do this, and he thinks I can do it. What was God thinking? Right? Because I am limited to what I think versus what God calls me to do. 
But the moment I figure out, man, God, this is what you've given me the gift to do. And you, you teach me and you help me and you give me words and you help me speak clear English when my mind isn't speaking clear English and all of those things. And I'm fumbling and bumbling all over my words, but yet it comes out really nice. And I'll go back and listen, man, I said that really, really well. God's Holy Spirit must have been working that morning. Because it's not always like that. But when we thrive in that gift, when we operate in that gift, when we realize that God has chosen me to do something specific. And it's just not platform ministry, ladies and gentlemen. It can be anything. God chose some of us to be doctors, some of us to be teachers, plant workers, retail workers, restaurant employees, construction workers, janitors, electricians, mechanics. And the list goes on and on. Maybe he's called you to be a mom and a dad and all of these things that are just as important. What would happen if all the plumbers decided to quit plumbing? Bad bad day. You'd have a whole bunch of something backed up. Come on. Get your head out of the gutter. I know what I was thinking though, right? A pile of, come on. Y'all engaged? Y'all wake out there? Y'all repent from that word y'all thought, okay? Um, But, man, you know, the world would be a bad place if people just said, I ain't going to do that no more. Sorry, Samuel. <laughs> don't, don't use that in an illustration until you get way older. Okay. Um, but, you know, if we just quit doing what we were called to do and what we're gifted to do, you know, it would affect us in a negative way. But he's gifted all of us with great gifts. Intelligent minds. Man, it is amazing to me when people who are really sophisticated can figure out these hard problems. Like it's simple solution. Well, I would just do this, this, and this. And I'm sitting listening to him sometimes. Like, I don't even know what this dude's talking about, but I'm going to give him a thumbs up and assume he knows what he's talking about. I'm talking about like crazy smart people. You ever been around? It's like, man, I don't. sounds good to me, bro. You used like 12 words I didn't know in that one sentence. <laughs> yeah, sounds good, bro. <laughs> and you just let him do it. But, uh, but he's chosen us. He's given us these awesome things to do. And these are these gifts that God gives us. So, you know, he gave you those talents for doing these things well. Um, Choose to use them to honor God and, and give him glory back. So number two, you are a royal priesthood. So what does royal priesthood mean? You are part of God's royal family, okay? You're not just part of any family, but you're part of the family of God. You're part of his royal family. He calls you sons and daughters, and he has adopted you into his family. So when he does that, we are now part of his family, so we should remind ourselves often and represent him well. Now, I thank God up to this point in my life, my kids have made very good choices. They've done fairly well, but there's going to be a moment, I'm sure, where they don't make the best decision. And, you know, I know that, you know, pastor's kids have a, have a hard time feeling like, well, I can't mess up. I can't, I, I got to walk a fine line because my dad's the pastor. I'm going to ask you to give them the same grace you would give everybody else. Because it's not fair to hold them to an unrealistic standard, just like you wouldn't want me to hold you to an unrealistic standard. But guess what? When my kids do well, guess who they honor well? Becky and I. When they act a fool, and I'm sure they will at some point, we'll recalibrate, realign, and keep moving. But when they, when they don't do as well, guess whose kids they are? Pastor's kids. Right? Or, or whatever it may be. Because what we do as children always reflect and represent the parents. So what we do in life can be exactly the same. What we do or don't do, if we're doing something well or we're not doing what we need to be doing, we are representing God's family. How many of you ever had somebody, and surely this wouldn't be you, but somebody else not representing the Christian family well? Right? Or somebody said, I'm a Christian, and you're like, really? Could have fooled me? Right? (coughs) 
right? We don't always see those things, but we're part of this family. Royal priesthood, it consists of all believers, the whole church family. And understand, you are part of that. You were born into this royal bloodline reserved just for God's family. And that is a powerful, powerful thing that we get to call, God, that we get to call God our Father. All right. So also you are holy. That means not being perfect, but that means that you are, you are sacred and you are set apart. You are distinctly different than everybody else. So I had just mentioned about living a life that looks different, being a Christian. Uh, nowadays, hey, I'm a Christian. Everybody's a Christian. There's not always a lot of distinguishing differences in people, right? It's like, man, like, you sure? You read your Bible, bro? You know that that's like, mm -hmm, it's a big no-no and it's just... But I'm a Christian, man, right? You know, like, I think that there's a lot of time there is a, are we, where should we be distinctly different? Where should, what should, what should be the difference? So we should use our talents and our gifts that God gives us to bring him glory. Now understand this, there is a difference between a country rock star and a gifted anointed worship leader. Right? Now both are functioning in a gift, but they are using that gift for different purposes, that country star, and we may applaud us. Man, Garth Brooks, he wrote some good songs. But they were for glory of man or glory of himself. It, the, focus in the, in the, the, the focus of his goal of those songs was for look at me or look at somebody else. It necessarily wasn't to glorify God. But think about a worship leader whose ultimate goal is to really bring God pleasure in all of the things that they do and hopefully engage people in that relationship with God also. And understanding there's always a spirit and a motive behind everything we do. One can bring, be to bring God pleasure, but one can be to bring pleasure to self, self-gratification. You know, I always challenge people and say, man, certain music don't matter. It matters because it's glorifying something. Can you imagine if we boycotted everything that didn't glorify God? It would change a whole lot of things, right? So what is it that God has called us to? What has he gifted us to? What separates us from everything else and everyone else? Um, understand that we should put God first. Understanding the gift that is given to us is to be returned to the Father to bless Him first and foremost. But I am convinced as we bless the Father with our gift, it will be a blessing to others. Right? Now, I, I want you to very, be very careful not to be so quick to judge others and judge yourself. Is what you are doing being a good representation of God? You know, I know a lot of people will like to point out things in people's lives, but how is your life? Is what you're doing bringing God honor? Is, are you glorifying him? You know, there's a scripture and passage that says, you know, don't worry about the, the speck of dust in your brother's eye when you got the plank in your own eye. What that means is we should probably, before we even think about judging anyone, judge yourself. Right? What are you doing? What are you not doing? What should you be doing? Does your life look different than anybody else? Okay? Um, because we're holy. We're set apart. That, that means we should be different, distinctly different. So God set us apart. So we should act set apart. So give your gifts, your talents to bring God glory through everything and anything that you do. Okay? Then it will be obvious to others. I love when sports fans 
uh, or, or not sports fans, but, you know, your, your, your MVPs and all of these things. Now, I hope it's genuine, but when they say, you know, first, I'd like to give thanks to God. Because ultimately, the things that we do exceptionally well, it could be anything, a sport or, you know, like a hobby. It can be anything. When we give God credit, it glorifies the Father. Okay? So I think it's super important, and it sets them apart as different. Um, you know, you see, you see ball players drop to a knee in the end zone. You know, there's a lot of different things that people do to really just kind of keep that, that focus, but it sets us apart. Um, you know, but I want to make sure that we just don't preach it, but we model it. A lot of people uh, really won't pay attention to what you say, but they will pay attention to what you do. Okay, so the, the saying of, you know, your actions speak louder than words. There's a lot of yap, yap, but there's very little follow through, right? So what does your life model? What is your life doing? What is it not doing? God set you apart, so be set apart, be different. Uh, you know, that last point, you know, you are also his special possession. Now, understand what it says there. You know, you are special to God, but don't, but don't get the wrong word here. It says possession, okay? 1 Corinthians 6, 19 through 20 says, you are not your own. Hold on, man. I thought I got to do what I want to do. Well, that's what we did in our last life. But our goal when we become followers of Jesus is no longer to live our own life, but to do what he is asking us to do, what he is leading us to do, what he has gifted us to do, that, that our whole agenda focus changes. But that 1 Corinthians 6, 19 to 20 says, you are not your own. You are bought at a price. Therefore, honor God with your bodies. What you do, what you don't do, that we're honoring God in all of those things. So we are not our own, but we are his bought and set apart for a special purpose of God. Now, I know many of us have talents in the room. Some of us are using them, but some of us maybe dust has collected on that talent. Um, I got guitars that are like that sometimes, right? It's like, man, I'll pick them. Man, look at all this dust. Stuff that is set aside but left out and not used collects dust. Doesn't mean that those things don't function, that they won't operate as designed, but those things not used often collect dust, okay? So what is it in your life maybe that is a talent, that is a skill, that is something that God has gifted you with that maybe you have not used? Or maybe you used it for a little while and you just kind of said, well, Lord, it's not relevant anymore. Or, you know, I just, I've gotten, you know, I know it's, I've gotten too busy. Whatever the excuse is, don't make an excuse for a talent that God has given you. Do you understand at the end of your life, you, you know, you're going to be judged on what you did or didn't do with the talents that he has given you. Right? We know the, the, the scripture of the talents, you know, there was one given one, five and 10 and the one that had one buried it, didn't use it. And they were worried about losing. And he came back and he says, you didn't multiply it. You didn't use it. You know, the one that did not multiply was actually condemned, right? So when we don't do anything with what God has given us, that does not bring him glory. That does not really do anything for, he's really disappointed in that. So what's the goal, pastor? What do we do? What, what do I do with this talent? Get better at it. Invest in it. Maybe today you just need your eyes need to be illuminated that you would just see what that talent is. It doesn't matter what it is. You know, anything that God has given you the ability to do really, really well and be passionate about, that is a gift. But we have to focus on that thing. We have to ask God to help us multiply what's in our hands. But because we're His, we should be proud that He's our Father and we should be proud that we're his sons and his daughters. 
you know, I think of, uh, you know, when we do, when we use those gifts and we bring pleasure to God using those gifts that, you know, he's just like, man, look, this is my son. This is my daughter. But at the same time, hey, this is my dad. Like there, there's, there's mutual, I guess we're both proud of each other, right? He's proud of you and you're, you, you counted an honor and a privilege to be his. But we're a special possession to him. Luke 12, 8 and 9, it says, I tell you, whoever publicly acknowledges me before others, the Son of Man will also acknowledge before the angels of God. Verse 9, but whoever disowns me before others will be disowned before the angels of God. That's a tough scripture, right? Because, you know, I know a lot of times uh, we kind of shy away from our faith. Sometimes we're not as bold and courageous as we need to be. But it says, those who acknowledge me before people, I will acknowledge you in heaven. But those who do not, I will not acknowledge you before the angels of heaven. You know, that's at the end. Like what we do in this life, will we model, will we boast in the Lord? Will we be bold and courageous? When, when somebody sees us doing something good, will we say, oh, thanks, man. That's all about me. Or we say, no, hey, thanks, man. God has really gifted me in that area. Man, he's been so gracious to me and giving me that, that all of the good things, all of those talents that we give those things back to the glory of God. You know, it's super, super awkward. And I kind of was challenged with it a little while because I don't know if you guys really think I'm doing good or y'all just feel like I need to be encouraged a lot, but I get a lot of compliments on preaching and like, what do I say to that? Awesome, man. Like what? Like, so I said, man, God's good. That's all I can say because, you know, it's, it's a gift that God gave me. It's a talent that God has given me. Do I put work in it? Absolutely. But at the end of the day, God gives me the ability to be good at it and to be passionate about it and enjoy doing it. So glory to God. Praise God. Like that's, that's, that's the response. Like, man, you're really good at that. How do the heck you make all A's? I can't do that. Glory to God. You know, how do you get number one in your class? Glory to God. Like, I don't know. I just beat everybody out. Uh, you know, it doesn't matter. All of these things, we give glory to God, right? Things you ain't doing good, blame the devil. But the good things, bless God, right? God is doing good in these things. Don't give God credit for them things you ain't supposed to be doing. But give him credit for those good things, right? Because it is awkward when people see you doing those things. And don't, you know, uh, boast in those things. Man, God has been good. You know, I hope that as we grow in our talents, that people notice those things. So if you see those talents, if you see those gifts in the lives of others, identify it. Speak it out, and then collectively together, give God thanks for those things. Because those are God gifts, right? And I need them just as much as you feel like you need them to survive. Because I think those talents, you know, man, you know, we just really find joy in doing those things. It's not really a burden. Like I said, it's going to be something you're really, really good at and something you're really, really passionate about. So find those things and use those things and intentionally give those things on purpose. So we talked about giving of our time. Today, I challenge you, give of your talents, of all of those things that God has gifted you with. If he's given you four or five, be accountable with those four or five. If he's given you, you're like, Pastor, I see one. Invest in that one. Do the best you can. Grow it, use it, apply it, and, and let God receive glory out of that. Amen? Good word? Amen, Every single one of you have a talent in this room, and we can glorify God with it. Amen? Can you stand up with me? So uh, getting out of here, I, I want to really encourage you, don't let just the words of your mouth declare praises to God, but let what you do through the use of your talents bring glory to God. All right? Colossians 3.17, it says, and whatever you do, 
Now, how many of you know that's a big blanket statement? Whatever you do, whether in word or deed, do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. So whatever we do, we bring glory to God. So I got two takeaways for you this morning. Number one, will you continue to give your time to spend on the things that matter most to God? Challenged you with that a little bit last week about making it a priority of our time to give our time to God. And then this morning I challenge you, will you give your talent today to glorify God? It don't matter what you haven't done. Hopefully today you know what you need to do and you see, begin to see those talents and you begin to start working at them. Don't work on those things that you ain't built to do, that you're not good at. Figure out what it is that's been given specifically and begin to invest work to pursue a level of excellence that blesses the Father, brings glory to Him, and blesses those around you. How many uh, maybe of you today, and you can kind of go like this real quick because have not really use the talent and the gift that God has given us. All right? We know what it is, and maybe we just, we didn't see it as that important. But let me tell you what. If God gave it to you, it was important. And at the end of our life, we want to see, we want to be seen investing and using those things that God gave to us, because those are most important. So I'm going to pray for you this morning that you would just thrive in those gifts, thrive in those talents that you would accomplish all that it is that God has set out for you to accomplish. And that as we all contribute of those talents, man, we would see the church full. We'd see lives blessed. We'd see ministries. We'd see workplaces. We'd see schools. We see all of these things change. Why? Because people are thriving in those talents that God has given them. Amen? Amen. Let me pray for you. Lord, I thank you for each one here this morning. Lord, I thank you that you have given every single one of us a talent. You've given every single one of us something that we're passionate about, something that we just have the ability to do well. Lord, I pray that we would identify that and we would begin to use that talent to bless your heart. Lord, I pray that we'd put in the work. And Father, if others see it, Lord, that we would respond in giving glory to you because all of those gifts come from you. Lord, we thank you for what you're doing. Father, I pray that as we leave this place and, Father, even as we go and we spend time with family and, Father, we we spend time of thanksgiving, Father, we thank you for sending Jesus and the greatest gift you could have ever gave us. Father, that you chose us. Father, that you, uh, you call us into the royal priesthood. You call us holy and set apart. And, Father, that we're really especially yours. Father, I pray that as we go from this place, you would remind us of that. And Father, that we would go and be the blessing you've called us to be as we use and give our talents on purpose. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. Thank you for joining us today. We hope you've been encouraged and empowered. If you'd like to know more about our family, follow us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash HTC Bay City or find us on the web at harvesttimebaycity.com.